You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. author mahogany silver rain comes the book tell me you love me tell me you love me is a paranormal and diverse romance novella this is the first book in the kenya clark series breaking the laws of magic a supernatural serial killer is unleashed on the city of atlanta georgia special agent kenya clark of the gbi paranormal crimes investigation unit has been given the case her partner hates anything to do with the supernatural kenya has a gift that allows her to see the crime through the eyes of the victim However, in this case, she sees through the eyes of the killer. To solve the case, she must find out where her connection to the killer is. But will she and her partner be able to work together? Tell Me You Love Me from author Mahogany Silver Rain is available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback editions, as well as the author's website, MahoganySilverRain.net. Tell Me You Love Me from author Mahogany Silver Rain. Order your copy today. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on the Mahogany Says Show. I am your host, Mahogany Silvering, and if you'll bear with me, my voice might be a little raspy tonight because allergies, you know. And things going on in the air, but no, 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 I am not that sick. So uh, it's just a little hoarseness, so I apologize for that. But we have a great show for you this evening. We are going to meet Sierra London. She is a USA Today bestselling author of interracial romance books, and she is the creator of the Lunchtime series. So let's everyone give a good welcome to Miss Sierra London. Sierra? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it. I've, I'm a, a fan, and I've seen lots of your books, and I just like 
fell in love with some of the covers and I love the whole lunchtime chronicles theme that you have going on. It's really great. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started. Ooh, okay. Where can I start? Well, um, I started writing back in 2013, right when I was transitioning out of the military. I did um, 23 years of active service, uh, first in the public health service, and then I crossed over to the Navy. Yeah, um, I was a Navy nurse, pediatric nurse practitioner, but I always wanted to write. Romance had been my escape. Yeah, and um, I started off actually writing nonfiction, and it just wasn't engaging me. And so it was my husband who said, you know, why don't you write what you read? Um, You're always reading those romance books, so why don't you write one of those? Oh, nice. (laughs) I know, right? He's such an awesome guy. So I said, well, I guess I could, and – Honestly, that just, I don't know, it's almost like the the chains came off, and I really just, the words just started to flow. It was just a natural fit, and Ooh. I actually started writing my thing, Ava, um, on my lunch break. I would take 15 minutes of every lunch break to write, and then I'd spend the other 15 minutes eating my food, and I would write. Um, when I came home from work, and mm-hmm. I would write on Sundays after church, and wow. that's how I got my first my first book um, really off the ground and rolling. And um, so that was in 2013, and then my first book, Chasing Ava, released um, in March 2015. I actually released it for my husband's birthday. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So he has a birthday coming up then. Yes, he does. He has a birthday coming up. And because Corona came up first, we'll probably be sitting at home. We'll see. I don't know. (laughs) I know. I can't really blame you on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not sure we're going to be doing all that much. Maybe sitting up here with gloves on and some hand sanitizer and a couple of candles burning. We'll see. I don't oh, know. it still sounds very romantic for a birthday, so, you know, it can work. Thank you. Thank <laughs> well, definitely. You. Try. <laughs> so growing up, what did you want to be? What were your dreams and goals? So, you know, I was a kid, so I spent a lot of time in the library. I think that's where my, my really passion for books and reading was birthed out of being a latchkey kid, you know, with the key mm-hmm. on a shoestring tied around my neck, you know, don't let oh, strangers in, don't let anybody see you got this key. Right. When you go in the house, stay in the house, you know. So I was like, well, I'll go to the library and I'll stay in the house closer to when it's time for my mom to come home. And, <laughs> and Good idea. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's what really just kind of, got me on the right track. Like, I always wanted to be a nurse because it was something that my grandma talked about. And um, my grandmother had 12 children, so she didn't quite wow. make it to nursing school because obviously she was busy doing other things. Um, Nursing you know, children. Romance. <laughs> <laughs> she 
she was having a lot of fun. <laughs> so Grandma's dream was passed on to me, and and um, I did, you know, leave high school and you know went directly um, on to university from there. And then I went mm-hmm. from nursing school. Um, I started with the public health service. I actually thought that's where I would spend a, my career, and that just didn't work out. Um, tried to join the Army. Unfortunately, the Army messed up my paperwork, um, and oh, so no. I ended up in the Navy. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, that's not a bad know, job, you know. <laughs> no, it wasn't, you know. I mean, who knew? You know, God works in his own ways, right, and they're not always ours. So um, exactly. I had no idea. <laughs> that I would have a full career in the Navy. When I made it to the Navy, I was like, I'm just going to pay off this cereal system I put in this car and get her <laughs> under this, uh... <laughs> right? Because that's what you do. I understand that, day, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Got a car, you, you got to have that stereo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the stereo was worth more than the car. So I'm like, okay, let's pay this thing off, and I have to get from under this staggering $236 car note before it puts me in the poorhouse, and Ah. um, and then go from there. (laughs) So that was kind of my plan. I'm like, okay, no more stereos, uh, no more mega car payments. Um, Who knew that $236, you know, that'd be an awesome car payment today. But way back then, people, (laughs) that was a long time ago. Way back then, that was an expensive car payment. I mean, you could get a car payment for $90 back then. That is true. Yeah, so I was all highfalutin, you know, got to go brand new car, can't get anything used. But, you know. I was like, I got big military <laughs> money now. So <laughs> I know people are always know. offering military discounts everywhere you go, so you know. <laughs> yes, exactly. And talking us into stuff that um, you know, has us sending our dollars right out the out the window, so to speak. So I was one of those people, one of those sailors. Uh when oh. I first started. <laughs> so Well thank so, you for your yeah. service. Because I, I know Thank a lot of people you. who get into the military that uh, Navy is one of the toughest, I think. Uh, I was Air Force, but I don't think we didn't have to learn how to swim or do anything that the Navy entails, you know. So I yeah. think that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, um, it's, truly, it's truly my honor. And it certainly did change, I think, the course of my life. Um, definitely became a lot more comfortable with what I brought to the table, you know, as right. um, as a woman, as a woman of color, as a naval officer, you know, as a skilled oh, wow. professional. Sure yes. yes. Yeah. So I'm very grateful for my time um, in uniform. And it certainly set a great foundation for a lot of romance. Uh, all over the world. <laughs> nice. A lot of great characters and scenarios. So, you know, very, very thankful. So did you always know you wanted to be a writer when you, before you started? I mean, I know you, you said you got the idea of your husband's like, why don't you write? But when you started writing, did you really think you were going to do anything really big with it? or? Um, I would 
say no. So more than 20 years ago, um, probably more than that now, I told my husband, I want to write a book. I don't even I don't even think we were married then. We were dating, so uh, maybe we were even kicking it. Who knows? But anyway, so we were together. <laughs> and I told him I wanted to write a book. And my husband, you know, if I say I want to do something, he believes me, first of all, and he's going to support me, second of all. And so oh, good out, man. he bought me a little... Yeah, he bought me a little voice recorder. He bought me notebooks, pens, papers, you know, all these things to support my writing career. And I didn't do it. And when I got ready to retire, it was my husband who said, okay, you have been saying for years you are going to write a book. When are you going to write a book? So he's not one of those people that let you get off track. Don't tell him you're going to do something and you don't do it. Because he's going to hold you to it. That's good. Yes. Nice. Yes. And he's military, too. So, of course, he's got to hold me accountable, right? Oh, yes. Now, see, that's awesome in a partner. You should definitely, you definitely need that. (laughs) Yes. And so I said, okay, you know, you know, it's been said, it shall be done. So I said about um, writing this book. Now, when I first started Ava's series, The Bachelors of Shell Cove, Mm -hmm. I envisioned the four books. And honestly, it came to me like Ava, her three friends, they're all going to have books. And that's all I saw. Ava, her three friends, and the book for The Bachelors of Shell Cove. And I wrote Ava's book, and I wrote Lena's book, and um, wrote Rebecca and Dana's book, and other ideas started to come to me. And honestly, that was scarier than getting the debut novel done because those books, I hate to say it, but they almost came like, fully formed, like they sprang right. out of my head. They, the characters really talked to me, and all I had to do was just say, keep talking, I'm going to be quiet and keep typing. And when other stories started to come to me, honestly, it was a little intimidated. I was like, okay, who are you people, and what is it you <laughs> want me to say? Oh, so yeah. it kind of came from that, just kind of pushing that fear aside and going, okay, you did this once, you can do it again. Exactly. So what were some of the obstacles you faced while you were writing? Um, I think the hardest thing was for me with the first book, Ava's book, now, y'all going to think this crazy, but Ava's book was probably about as long as Harry Potter. I mean, it was, oh, wow. it was like 110,000 <laughs> words. It Ooh. was long, y'all. It was a whole lot of romancing. And so, and, I mean, after so many years in the military, like, you, you learn to think in systems, right, and in processes, mm-hmm. like breaking things down and putting them back together. And I'm like, okay, I've been reading romance books for years. There's not too many this long, Sierra. So you might want to go and, you know, get some training and read some books on how long romance books should be because yours look awfully long. (laughs) That'll be (laughs) a sick romance now. (laughs) Yeah, and I know it's controversial now, but I did join, you know, Romance Writers of America. I joined RWA. 
Um, mm-hmm. That was one of the things I did back in 2013 when I knew I was going to finish a book. And um, and I knew I was going to finish a book. Even before I got it all down on the page, I was like, I will finish this book. Uh, so I joined Art okay. Way. Um, I signed up for a fiction writing course at the um, at the junior college. I started taking online classes, just really trying to learn um, about the business. And it was exciting to me. I mean, after coming from a medicine background where, you know, you had better stick to a particular care plan because if you deviate, you know, you may lose your patient. Right. Just having the freedom that comes with writing and that I can write my story how I want it to was quite liberating for someone who comes from a military background. Definitely. Yeah. What else do you do within the writing? Do you like do your own book covers? Design? Uh, that would be no for 200, Alex. I do not do book covers. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> um, no, I don't do. Uh, I don't do book covers. I am trying to get better at doing my graphics because I do my graphics. Um, you know, I write my own blurbs. Um, I do a lot of my own promotions. I do have a PA that I work with, but you know, like with anything. When you run a small business, you have to be able to communicate your vision. So the the people that I feel like are on my author team, you know, I think they are a good representation of the brand that I want to be visible to my audience. So, um, yeah. And I also have a podcast called Women on Words. And, nice. um, you know, we talked about all things literary, and we also have a monthly book chat. Um, and I find that it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to to get on the line with other passionate book lovers and just mm-hmm. hash out a story and, you know, share all the exciting lines and talk over each other and you know, just have a good time around good books. I enjoy doing that. Oh, that sounds great. I'll have yeah. to tune in and listen. Okay. So yes, see, there you go. That's, a, that's something else that my listeners can listen to and listen to your radio, radio show. What is it called again? Women. Is... It's called Women on Words. And, Women um, on Words. Yes, and Zyla Turner is my co-host. And writer Michelle Ingrid does the book chats with me once a month. It's usually the third Sunday of the month at 3 p.m. So that's mm-hmm. this Sunday, actually. And we actually read um, Where the Quartet Sing by, uh, is it Dahlia Owens? Yes, I've that's seen that book. read this month. Yes. Oh, it was, is it any it good? An interesting read. Yes, yes. But. Keep in mind, it's not a romance, so do not expect a happy ending, people. Okay? <laughs> I'll just say that and no more. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, and last month we read Talia Hibbert, um, Get a Life, Chloe Brown, which I still laugh about that character. I, I absolutely love Chloe Brown. So we switch <laughs> it up, you know. We switch it up. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, because we love words. I mean, we're women on words. So And, and words come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. And genres, and um, and we have an appreciation for that. So yeah, definitely join us on the show. Well, that is awesome. So, 
So tell us what everyone's been waiting to hear. How did you come up with the Lunchtime Chronicles? Woo! Now that's kind of a doozy. So I know this is going to sound crazy, but um, gossip. It all started around gossip. So (laughs) so, um, Wendy Williams is... um, uh, a celebrity gossip columnist, really. You know, mm-hmm. she has her own show, and um, she has been having some challenges, um, you know, personally. And at the time, it was around her husband, and I was like, whoa, wouldn't it be interesting to, you know, look into what's going on in that life? And wow. so the central character of the Lunchtime Chronicles is a fictional character named Messy Mandy. Um, oh, and okay. Messy Mandy is an online um, kind of celebrity gossiper. She loves gossip, and she keeps a lot of mess going. And the Lunchtime Chronicles are actually Mandy's stories, and she's gossiping about her friends and the people that she knows. So oftentimes oh, if you okay. tune into the column. Yeah, so Mandy has her own Facebook page. It's called The Lunchtime Dish with Messy Mandy, and she dishes up a lot of gossip, usually all day long, about everybody and everybody. Everybody. I I actually read some. That that is great. That is awesome. I thought it was a real person. That's why I was like, oh, wow, it's this lady. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. Yes. She has to really pull that off. That That is awesome. Yeah, Mandy has her own personality, and she talks about her friends um, that went to her fictional university, St. Clancer State University, which is in Baltimore, Maryland. Again, it's all made Mm -hmm. up, and they all went to school (laughs) together, to college. Now, we don't know what Mandy's major was. We don't know when Mandy graduated, if she graduated, how old she is, who she's dating, or where she lives. <laughs> so, But she so, still comes off as a Mandy, real person, you know? <laughs> yes. So while she talks about everybody else's business, you actually know very little about Mandy. And so she's like this international woman of mystery, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. But. But what I really wanted to do with the Messy Mandy um, Presents the Lunchtime Chronicles project was to bring something different to the marketplace. I wanted a project where different authors could work together, and it is an interracial romance series. I'm primarily an interracial romance writer, where Mm -hmm. different authors could come together that really had, you know, their niche was interracial romance and just build a new platform for us. And not only did I want to craft a series where readers wouldn't pick and choose, you know, which authors they read, because that happens so many times in serials, you know, like somebody will read the author that everybody knows, but the new-to-you author they may not. And so – Mandy, because she's the central character, she's what ties all the books together. Like you have to read all the books to get just little bits of information about Mandy. Little bit of different ones. Okay. Yeah, because she doesn't tell yeah. you. She tells you about everybody else. She talks about everybody else's business, but not her own. But when well, you read most the gossips, good gossips do that. <laughs> yes. 
But then you read the books and you go, oh, my gosh, what is Mandy up to now? Like you find out Mandy rides a motorcycle. You find out she speaks other languages. You find out she's traveled different places, like things that she doesn't share about herself um, on her Facebook page. Wow. And it keeps the it keeps the readers just kind of hooked in, like, okay, what was yeah, it really she does. doing next? Because I yes. really thought she was yes, a, a personality. Does. I thought she was a real person. <laughs> like, I was like, well, does she have a show or something? Because I mean, she's like, <laughs> she's like really getting into stuff and telling everybody, telling everything. So <laughs> I know, I know. She talks so much trash. She really does. And but it's, I but it's good though. And it, it it really does get you. <laughs> You know, wanting to know more about the books. I mean, I I read Red Light Special from the first season. Uh, yeah. When I saw that uh, El Loren was going to be in the second season, I was like, okay, I got to read all of these now. Because <laughs> now that she's because I'm familiar with her work, so I said, okay, let me let me read yeah. these. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We have a good time with Mandy. And the other thing that I like about Mandy's project is that. It's nice to be able to bring in new authors. Like you said, L. Lauren is new season two, and who knows? You might get new authors in season three. Three, exactly. Nice. Yes, yes. You know, every season, it's a new lineup. It's a new lineup of stories and a new lineup of authors. And um, I think that keeps it interesting, too, because we all have, you know, very unique voice. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all do. We can tell our styles are, some styles are similar and some are just radically different. And I like the ones that stand out. Because they're not the cookie cutter romance, which is one of the reasons why I couldn't join the romance writers. (laughs) It's like your stuff has too many things in it. You're not the typical. I said, well, (laughs) what's not typical about, you know, poly relationships or, uh, interracial relationships, you know, at the time it was what 2008. Right. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. that was kind of okay. No, you're a little too out there because <laughs> mine was the heroine, not the hero. She gets to do stuff, yeah. she rescues him, so it's kind of off. But when you have all these different characters doing different things, and like some ladies were telling me, some of it is erotica, and I think that's I mean, great the way that you have set everything up and from like your first character, your first book, oh, was it whipped in the, yes. I think, I think it was whipped. Yes. I saw that. Yes. And I was like, hmm. and it was, everybody kind of had this, it looked like a magazine. And I think yes. uh, I, we found out last week that was kind of on purpose. And I really like that because it makes the book stand out more so Thank when you're you. looking through something, it, it really does. It, it draws you in. She's like, wait, hold on. Is this a, oh, no, it's a book. Okay. But you get to see yeah. the men and you see the words, like, bold, because it's like a magazine set up. And people pick up magazines based on what the cover model looks like. Most of the time, Absolutely. you know, they don't even read. They just kind of like, oh, they look interesting. Let me see that, you know. And that's which exactly what you see with each and every one of the books that I've seen from season yeah. one and two. Yes. Yeah. I'm so proud of this, um, this project, the Lunchtime Chronicles. And, again, they are short, very hot reads. You know, they're somewhere between, um, you know, about 20K, um, um, 20,000 words. So, literally, you can start them on your lunch break, and you can be done with them by the time, you know, you close your eyes at night. 
I right. think it's great because when you're talking about eight books in a series, uh, in a season, and we release it like a, you know, like a television series. There are um, right. eight, eight stories in each season, and a new book comes out every Wednesday. So once a week, there's a new 20K there's a book new 20- um, dropping. Yes. Yeah, I like that. and it's not yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, it's not overwhelming for the readers. You're like, I can read my Lunchtime Chronicle, but you can also read all your other favorite authors, too. Yeah, you know, it'd be different if we were putting out, you know, 80K books, you know, every week. That can be a bit much. But this way, you know, the the audience, our readers really keep up with us, you know, as the books drop. Exactly. So it's, it's fun. It's fun for us, and it's, and it's fun for them. And, again, you know, it's just enough steam, you know, to keep you a smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And tell us about the model for Prime Ripped. Yeah. So um, the model for Prime Rip, um, his name is Jose Barrero, and Jose is actually a MAA fighter and a real Army Ranger. So uh, oh. and he plays an Army Ranger in the book, too, a, uh, a retired Army Ranger. And I'm a military wife. I think I shared that with you that um, I was active duty and my husband's still active duty. And Mm -hmm. one of my military wife friends, she's also a reader and a fan, and I met her, you know, some years ago, and she contacted me, and she says, hey, I have a friend, and her husband's gorgeous, okay, where are we going with this? And, And she's like, and he's interested in being a cover model. And I think he'd be great for one of your books. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, who's this one-eyed Jack she's told he's going to be on the cover of my book? <laughs> well, she that wasn't was kidding. He is thought. fine. <laughs> yes. And you know what? And he's so humble and gracious. I mean, um, uh, Jose, he actually met me at um, a book conference last August. Um, at LaShira Lee's Light Camera Action, we met in person. We had been talking over Facebook and on the phone. And I got mm-hmm. a feel for him, you know, because, again, this is my brand. And I want right. someone who's going to represent my brand well, not just exactly. in body, but in spirit as well, right? And yes. um, in person. And so I meet Jose, and I was like, he's just as wonderful and genuine. Um, in person as he was on the phone. And um, LaShira Lee, who's also an author, she connected us with a local photographer, um, uh, Michelle Jones, Michelle J. Photography, right there in North Carolina. And Jose Mm -hmm. and I stayed one day extra after the conference, and we did our first photo shoot together. And it was a blast. It, It really was. Yeah, you know, and his wife is so supportive, and my husband was supportive, and it was just nice to see kind of that military network, you know, yes. at work. And, exactly. Uh, you know, military spouses connecting, helping one another out, active duty. And so it's just a real, true American hero featured on, you know, one of my yes. book covers. Most definitely. Yeah. And, and he I really looks the part, you, too. <laughs> He does. I mean, he really does. And and if you read that the book, you know, and you get to know the character story, Ramsey's story, 
so much of, you know, things that Jose has shared with me is incorporated into that character. You know, all the the wounds that those tattoos hide, um, mm-hmm. you know, comes out in this character. It's just a beautiful story. And I, and I really wanted to do the story justice because I was like, I know the person on the cover of this book. And I want him to be proud to share this book, you know, with his family, with his friends, to take it home to his wife, to share it with other military members. See, I didn't know um, about that, the part of the tattoos covering the scars. Yeah. That that is great. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, he's a real American hero. Yes. Yep. Yep. And I didn't think about that because at first I was like, you know, the, the cowboy hat and the tat was like kind of kind of threw me for a minute. I was like, wait, so is he kind of a biker? But he has his cowboy vibe with the hat, but he's giving me this kind of biker thing with the the tattoos. And then my daughter was all excited. She goes, oh wow, he looks really good. I was like, maybe he's got too many tattoos. She's like, are you kidding? There's no such thing. I said, well, okay, because I only have one. So, but now yeah. that you've explained, that makes it so much more meaningful. And yeah. now I, I yeah. read the book. I need to finish that. Yeah, it's special. It's <laughs> special to, to me, and that's actually Jose's hat. When he came on the, oh, to the book nice. conference on the second day, he had his hat on. So those are his his jeans, his hat, his cowboy boots. Yeah, those are his clothes. <laughs> yeah. Well, he looks are. amazing. No problem. He really does. Yep. Yeah, he is. And, he's and that's a, good. He's it's really cool hard guy. to find, you know, that balance, you know, where he's actually yeah. a humble person. You know, he looks that great, but he's also humble and down to earth. So, yeah, I know it's you know, really, kind of awkward when he really answered good. my comment, but that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, was like I wonder high. if she knows she's talking to him. I'm like, oh, that's right. Because why would he ask me yes. that? <laughs> so I was like, who's yes. the random dude? So y'all me? follow Jose, though, because he's on Instagram, yes. Jose El Barrero. He's on Instagram and he's on Facebook. And he has other pictures out there, um, stock photos for um, for um, authors who are looking for a, a beautiful cover model, handsome and humble. Jose is a person for you. Nice. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. well, we're going to have a little there short break. <laughs> and we'll be right back because we are continuing talking with Sierra London. And we'll be right back after this short music break. Two Ink Minimum, book one of the Permanent Hangover series by Michelle Prince. All Finn Gardner wanted was some fresh air when he stepped down to the alley behind the Permanent Hangover bar and tattoo parlor. Instead, he found someone who needed help, his help. 
Bailey Parson escapes her life in Chicago to find a better one in St. Paul. Not only does she win over the customers and staff with her smart wit and empathy, she wins over Finn as well. But when Bailey's past threatens their relationship, Finn has a decision to make. Just how much of his dark past does he need to unlock to save her? Two in Canada by USA Today best-selling author Michelle Prince. Get your copy on Amazon today. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net And we are back. And for those of you just joining us, we are talking with Sierra London, a best-selling author and creator of the Lunchtime Chronicles. And we were talking about Mr. Jose, the model that is yes. on her cover for Prime Ripped. Yes, yes. So tell us about the characters from the first season, uh, I think, Whipped, and there was another one you had that I saw. Yes, Thick Cut. Thick, that's um, the one. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thick cut. So um, the first book, Whipped, um, again, um, is an Army Ranger. Um, he's a medic, I'm sorry, and they're retired. So okay. they all have military in their background, which uh, most of my characters do in my series, whether it's the Men of Endurance or the Bachelors of Shell Cove. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the fiery fairy tales. Usually my characters have a military background, and it can be the men or the women. So Whip was the first book in the series, actually a tester book. And I hate to say it that way, but Mandy was such a unique kind of character. I really didn't know how readers would respond to kind of this fictitious character who talks all this mess, who considers herself, you know, kind of a, uh, she calls herself a gourmet matchmaker and uh, <laughs> as well as um, uh, a gourmet gossip. And so I wrote Whip, and it was right before the um, Interracial Author Expo, which is a conference hosted by um, Cassandra Dwight. Mm-hmm. And I gave it away as a free ebook just to see if people received it well. And we had already created um, Mandy's avatar and her Facebook page, and we asked people to join Mm -hmm. her Facebook page and start following her. So we built her following kind of first. You know, we got that first book out there. It was a freebie to everybody at the conference, and and. Then Thick Cut came along, and um, Truxton, who's the hero in Whip, and Griffin, who's the hero in Thick Cut, they actually own a restaurant called the Double Decker that's in Daytona Beach. And that's actually where IRAE is hosted every year, in Daytona Beach. So this is a book in a setting that they know, you know, with the boardwalk, And, you know, I kind of created a fictitious hotel that's close by that's like the hotel where we stay for IRAE. So a lot of familiar things in the first two books. 
And oh, great. What, yeah, and I like, you know, tackling issues that, you know, can be unique and maybe people deal with them in a different way. Like in Whip, the the hero actually got left at the altar as opposed to the heroine. And wow. he wants her back. <laughs> he wants her back. And my heroine is a female Marine who struggles with PTSD, and she just doesn't want to uh, saddle anybody with her he, issues. Yes, understandable. You know, yeah. And usually it's well, the he other loves way her. That's around. That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so often, you know, in the military, you see the face of, you know, a young um, Caucasian male, and you don't see, you know, that there are, you know, young soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, older ones, and you start, and you rarely see the face of a woman of color. Right. And women are being wounded as well. And so I wanted to kind of tackle, you know, some of the issues that my character, Tanisha, um, is dealing with because PTSD doesn't look the same in women as it does in men. And um, that is true. Sometimes women aren't as tolerant of women who aren't strong all the time. Yeah. yeah. Who just aren't strong all the time that really do need help and they admit that. Sometimes, you know, we can be critical of characters like that as well. Like you always right. have to be strong, you have to bear you know, you have to bear the weight of the world on your shoulders. And and Ty is broken, you know, and she has to admit that she's broken. And Truxton loves and her right And there's strength in that, too. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. And she wants to be perfect for him. And he's like, I don't want perfect. Like, I want you and I want me. And it's messy and it's sloppy, but it's real. Exactly. You know. Because nobody's um, perfect. So that's with. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah, and then Thick Cut with Griffin and Fiona, who I absolutely love. (laughs) I absolutely (laughs) love this book. Um, One, because my daughter, when she was little, younger, I don't want to say little, would always call me and my husband Shrek and Fiona. She's like, y'all are always kissing and hugging and Shrek and Fiona. So I actually really like the name Fiona. (laughs) It always makes me think of my daughter when I hear it. Oh, and uh, and so you have Griffin and Fiona, and I like Thick Cut because um, not only is Fiona a very curvy woman and very proud of it, and and really owning her sensuality, but Griffin is a thicker hero, mm-hmm. and we don't always see thick heroes portrayed as sexually True. appealing. Exactly. And, yeah, and I love that he's comfortable with his size and Fiona is comfortable with her size. And I love that he he sees her and he instantly wants her. Like, he acknowledges her curviness, and that's great, but he's not fixated on it. You know what I'm saying? Ah, he sees gotcha. all these other facets of her. Because so many times when you have um, – a curvy girl in a book, it's all about the curves. 
and he acknowledges that he loves those curves, but he sees, you know, he sees the woman beyond this very voluptuous figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that about their story. And they deal with a very real issue in this book, and that's that, you know, he looks one way, she looks another, and people judge them on that. And yes. and they're confronted with it in, in the story. And I like that. Um, and this book, Thick Cut, is the first one that loops back to um, the series that was before Mandy's Lunchtime, and that's the series that I did with um, Olivia Gaines, The Men of Endurance. So all my okay. series are tied together. Oh, nice. And I love that, you know, the more you read Sierra London Romance, it loops you back through all of the series. So all five of my series are connected. Oh, okay. And you'll see characters, you know, you'll see some of the same characters throughout all the five series. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's amazing. I like yeah, that, how they kind of loop I'm, around. That, that's really cool. Yeah. I've never yeah, heard of anyone doing that. that before, so I, I really like that. Most definitely. Yeah. Well, you so. know, even as a writer, it's hard to let go of your characters. You know, readers sometimes don't want the stories to <laughs> end, but we're the same way. Oh, yes. There's characters that I, want, that I really like that I just kind of, I want to continue, but I'm not sure if there's more to the story. And then I'll start working on something else, and then that character will come up later. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought we were done with you, but I guess not. So let me go back and finish this. But, yeah, I like, you know, there's exactly. certain ones we, we hang on to. My, my first novel was my baby. That's, uh, I love mm-hmm. those characters, and those are just, I, I didn't want to give them up. So I, even if I had to rewrite mm-hmm. the book and revamp them, you know, but they were just, you know, that's my, my best, my favorite one because they're really – yeah, uh, the grand the grand dame of uh, Bourbon Street. So, uh, yes, I know most people probably are not in, aren't into vampire stories nowadays, but I still love my characters. You just, yeah, I still love them. <laughs> so tell us, will there be a season three of London Chronicles, Lunchtime Chronicles? Yes, um, there will be a season three, and I. It's it's funny that you should ask that because I was talking with. Um, extending invitations to authors to write into season three. And I honestly didn't think it would be a season three, but Mandy still has so many stories to tell. I mean, that girl talks so darn much. And um, <laughs> I know I started following her. <laughs> Definitely. I started following. Her. That's why I really thought she was a real person because it's just some of the stuff I, I was reading that I was like, oh, okay, let me follow her. What is going on here? <laughs> I know. She is and crazy. I'll just start so, sharing yeah. some of the stuff, you know, because it just it is so funny. So, you know, and it keeps everyone interested in asking questions and, you know, so. Definitely. Yeah. I'll definitely share anything she says, because now I know. <laughs> like, yes, I love her. Please. I really do. Yes. <laughs> Follow Messy Mandy and the Lunchtime Dish. And what I love about Mandy is, you know, she is all about having fun. And I saw a meme today that was talking about how stressful 2020 has been already. And I love it mm-hmm. that when I go to Mandy's page, 
I know whatever she's talking about is probably going to lighten my mood, right? <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. And you need that. Like a little dose of Mandy, just a little of that lunchtime dish, is it's just nice to plug in and like, okay, yes. Mandy, help me get through the rest of the day. Tell me something crazy. Ask, yes, exactly. And her little character is so cute. <laughs> is that like from she one is. of the iPhones? Isn't she cute? Yeah. I mean, I just, I was like, she's got to have an iPhone because this is, this is too cute. My daughter has one, but yeah. I'm still stuck on, you know, Bitmoji because I'm Android, but my daughter keeps trying to get me to go and switch to Apple. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I know. I love Missy Mandy. And actually, Zyla Turner actually helped, you know, like craft her look. You know, we were talking about how we wanted Mandy to look and, you know, she's got that little cuff on her ear. And, you know, mm-hmm. she can wear her little snazzy cat eyeglasses sometimes. So we play with her look a little bit, and she's got her signature cinnamon-colored bob, you know. Yes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she, de- <laughs> she definitely has her look. But um, I'm thinking she'll have her, you know, a very Mandy Christmas. So I'm almost sure she'll have a book coming out, you know, in oh, season nice. three. <laughs> that would be cool because I, I really would like to know more about Mandy too. I mean, you know, she's kind of mysterious. She's telling everybody, but you know, who is she? You know, <laughs> what's she know. about? Yeah, if you ask her, she'll tell you she's every woman. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something she would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ask her. <laughs> so tell us where uh, we can find your other books and how many series you said you had five series. Uh, five series. Yes, I have. I have five was The um, the Bachelors of Shell Cove, and that's a full-length novel, um, a full-length novel series. And um, think of that as kind of like Grey's Anatomy meets that, the have and the have not. Definitely oh, like okay. big money, high drama in a hospital setting, just, you know, all kinds of twists and turns in those um, romance, and that's a full-length, um, full-length series. And then mm-hmm. I have the Men of Endurance, which are um, kind of small-town interracial romance. All the heroes in the Men of Endurance are single dads who find cool. love in a big way. And, nice. Um, that was just, yeah, and those the when that series has come to an end, it ended. Um, at Christmas time, but but Olivia Gaines and I we would release um, books around Father's Day of each year, and um, I absolutely loved Endurance. It's the single dad capital of the world. Again, a fictitious town that we created mm-hmm. in um, Endurance, California, and Endurance is actually based on a real town in California. I used to live in California. And it's based in on Auburn, California, and Auburn is the endurance sports capital of the world. Hmm. And that's how I came up with the name um, Endurance and the Men of Endurance. I thought it was a nice play on words that you know nice. all these men are single dads, so of course these are second chance kind of romances, right? They've had a shot at love and something, you know, something happened, go, right? And, yeah, something happened. And so they've had to endure, and they're raising their kids, you know, they're being the type of men that we want to see in the world around us. 
Yes, and, you don't um, find many of them. Yeah, not single right. fathers. Yeah. Right. It's not something that gets talked yeah. about a lot. Yes, and so to be able to take these men that are single for all different types of reasons and meet their, you know, meet their kids, good, bad, or indifferent. Some of them are more challenging than others, just like in real life. And, mm-hmm. you know, craft these women that come along that, you know, embrace them where they are and open up their hearts to, you know, love, you know, a child that they didn't give birth to. So I had a right. really great time writing that series. And if you go to the books, you'll see a map of actual endurance, at least how we envision it to be in our head. So nice. um, definitely check out um, that series. And then um, I have the Fiery Fairy Tales, and that's a romantic suspense series. Mm -hmm. And um, I wrote it with um, New York Times bestselling author Paige Tyler. And the reason why it's called the Fiery Fairy Tales is all the heroes are firefighters, but they're Ah. also based on fairy, fairy tales. Like one is a Cinderella story, one is a Little Red Riding Hood story, and one is a Sleeping Beauty meet. Beauty and the Beast story, but they're nice. all romantic suspense. Yeah, the princess has to be rescued, right? Of <laughs> course. And yeah. firefighters, there and you go. Who doesn't love a firefighter? <laughs> I know. And then I had the Forbidden series, and that's a short story series, and it links the characters in Shell Cove um, and the firefighter series. And these are all kind of, you know, forbidden relationships. There's one where it's, you know, co-workers. There's one where it's an older woman and a younger man, and they're mm-hmm. both involved in um, scandal. And then the latest one, Forbidden Vow, is, that actually came out of kind of the Harry and Meghan, um, kind of the royal scandal, okay. uh-huh. uh, where you kind of have American royalty, you know, think of Rockefellers, the Kennedys, right. the Hurt family kind of character that's Darius Kent and um, one of the servants so to speak um, with um, Raven Riddell so a really fun fun series and of course I have the Lunchtime Chronicles which is you know my series with um, just a, a really talented group of interracial romance authors and and messy mandy which you know is just a nice outlet for me (laughs) (laughs) well she's definitely fun i I would definitely thank you so i yes Yes. tell listeners to you know start digging up these books and we can find them on amazon do you have a website sierra yes i do my website is sierra and that's with one r so it's s-i-e-r-a london L O N D O N author dot com. So Sierra London author dot com is my website. And I'm exclusive to Amazon and all my books are in Kindle Unlimited. So it makes it easy to find one and just keep reading. And keep reading. Yes. Nice. Yep. <laughs> keep reading. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really enjoy talking with you and getting to know more about the Lunchtime Chronicles because I know it's just, it piques my interest. It piques a lot of people's interest. And you've had a lot of number one bestsellers for different books yeah. in the series, right? Yep. Yep. All 12 books have hit number one in all three Yay. categories. Nice. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's a, 
Yeah, that's a new precedent right there. We're doing our thing. Mandy is well, rocking see, there out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to do it. I like that. Yes. I really do. And the fact that you all are working together and how you advertise for each other. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. It is. Okay. It so is it my... is a blessing. <laughs> so my last question I'll ask you, do you have any advice for any young writers or first-time writers who are, who are beginning to publish, no matter what their age are, because we come in all, <laughs> some people start later in life. So do you have any advice? Yeah, I do. I will tell you the same thing that was told to me when I was in the military, and that is to find a book mentor, find a writing mentor. And this business can be very um, treacherous at times. There are a lot of ways to waste your time, your energy, and your money. But, oh, yes. you know, look for an author who is doing what you would like to do with your business and reach out and ask them to mentor you and help you to avoid some of the pitfalls that are very easy to make when you're new in this business. And um, besides that, do your best to always keep honing your craft, write the best book that you can write. It's never going to be perfect, but make a good mm-hmm. product that readers will love to read, believe in yourself, and keep writing. That's what I would say. Definitely. I like that. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight has been phenomenal. We are talking with a phenomenal author and woman, Sierra London. I thank you for joining us, and I thank you all for listening in tonight and tuning into the show. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and I wish you Blessings, peace, and love. Thank you so much. So do I. Thank you so much for hosting. You're welcome. Thank you. You have been listening to Mahogany Sets with Mahogany Silvering at mahoganysilvering.net. 
thank you and good night.